Welcome to the Hook and Ladder Podcast, college basketball pick, Super Saturday, February 19th. Justin Santu, Colin O'Donnell, live in Florida with uh, uh, messy hair and some money in his pocket after picking up a W yesterday over my idiot roommate. Um, Colin, welcome to the pod. How you doing? I'm doing well. I mean, it's 70 degrees, 80 degrees, some uh, geckos out here. You Are know, you sitting on a toilet? What? Are you sitting on a toilet? No. Oh. <laughs> it looked like a bathroom back there. No, this is a uh, <laughs> laundry room. Yeah, this is uh, the work from home room here, I guess. I don't know. But no, I'm doing well. It's nice. We golf again today, watching our game. And uh, hopefully the sunburn will go away because I'm very sunburned right now. Yeah, Mrs. O'Donnell, if you're listening, can't. I mean, what are we? What are we? What are we doing here? <laughs> Florida spends six hours in the sun and, and is is sore as a sore as shit. All right, let's get into these college basketball picks because you got golf, I got work later today. We got all types of shit to do. Um, ever since we made the change to the consensus play style, we are nine and five. Things are going very well. Not to jinx anything, but things have been going very well. We are, uh, I, I think the pod sounds a little better. Um, I got somebody banging outside my apartment at the moment. Um, but nine and five, two and one during the week. I think we're doing, a, we're doing all right, Kyle, huh? You like this? Isn't Yeah, I mean, it's good to be giving out one of plays. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going to be a big one, right? Because I don't think, I think we... We missed the last Saturday, so now this is one of those ones. It's a five-gamer, five you know. You can rattle away at those three games, but it's, it's time for uh, it's time for a four-on-one or a five-note day-to-day, and that will really uh, kind of put us up there. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's get into it. Let's give our – we each came up coming in with five. We're going to consensus – consensize. We're going to think – we're going to pick up our five consensus plays. I'm just my words. Um, okay, Colin, you want to start off? <laughs> brain over there after last night, dude. I, I, it's, I'm babysitting like like so many people here. It's I mean, at night. No, but people get drunk, Colin. They, they just lose like all all sense of, of reality. The amount of cleaning I did this morning, <laughs> and I'm pretty. I mean, I I woke up this morning like still pretty drunk. I mean, like. You hear the banging going on back there. Banging going on in the back. I don't. This is this is the problem with my location. It's 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning, and people. There's no respect. There's no regard for for, for people trying to to sleep and, and get their weekend started. Whatever. It's not going away. So we're just gonna have to deal with it. You want to start us off, Kyle? All right. Uh, I'll start us off. I mean, it's a pretty big slate. A lot of a lot of good games. Okay. Oh, we got Beery in the background. What up, Beer? Um, well, keep it down out there. Keep it down out there. We got the podcast. Jesus. No respect. All right. Start it off. You first. 
First of five, start it off. Um, yeah, so pretty big slate. First game we're going to start off with. It's going to be an interesting one. TCU at Baylor. Baylor laying, I believe, 11 and a half right now. Yep. TCU. I'm going to take the Horned Frogs here on the road. You can, catching up, the you can get up to 12 and a half. All right, well, give me that. Um, I think this matchup is uh, favorable for TCU. I mean, both teams. Baylor doesn't really have – they still have shooting, but they don't have the guard play that they had last year. I think we've said that at nauseum. Um, I think they like – when I watch Baylor, they like to get inside. They like to beat you on the glass. And uh, TCU is not a team under Jamie Dixon that's going to allow you to bully them on the glass. Last time when they played Baylor at home, they ended up losing by 12, right? So that would be just outside this. But this was the game they were leading by six at halftime, played really well, out-rebounded, out-assist. Um, they just really gave up too many turnovers, and Baylor shot 48.1% from three in that game. I think we can see a little regression on a three. TCU needs this game. They've lost three or four. Uh, this is a massive opportunity for them, especially as a uh, semi-bubble team here. Uh, I think I think eleven and a half is a bit too much to lay with the uh, with Baylor, and I think um, Baylor is also coming off of a big loss that was on Wednesday. So you want to get right, but it's still a. Um, MTC has been looking to this game more than Baylor has with having to play Texas Tech on Wednesday. I'll go to Michigan State plus one and a half at home against Illinois. Uh, two teams coming in after road losses. Illinois losing at Rutgers. Michigan State blowing a double-digit second-half lead and losing at Penn State. And now Michigan State's coming back home, catching a point and a half. Um, I think Michigan State matches up really well with Illinois. Uh, people forget that these two teams played back in, um, I want to say January. Illinois won by one. Michigan State had a furious comeback, had a chance to win the game in the final seconds and, and, and couldn't do it. Uh, Illinois was missing Kofi Coburn that night. So, I mean, that is obviously a factor. But now Illinois has just proven that they are not the same team away from home. Um, they lost at Maryland. They just did not look right against Rutgers. And I think Michigan State's ability to guard, they, they've got the length on the perimeter. They've got, excuse me, they've got enough bodies to throw a Kofi Coburn inside that I think they'll be able to slow Illinois down. And uh, Tom Izzo, this time of the year, catching points at home is like, I mean, that's just such a rare sight. And um, I'm going to take Sparty plus one and a half. All right. Go to, I'm going to stay in the Big 12. We got a, another match, massive matchup. Texas Tech coming into Austin to take on Texas, uh, laying about three and a half, right? Um, I'm going to take Texas here. Coming off that uh, raucous environment when they lost in Lubbock, I think Chris Beard is going to have these guys ready to go. I think this is a game now they really want. I know there's going to be a lot of Texas Tech fans here but the Texas fans should be loud after seeing that last environment. Um, and I just think these teams are pretty similar. They're, they're going to play great defense. They're going to turn you over. 
um, and they're gonna they're they're gonna work it inside and try and get open layups, open elbow shots. They're not they're not gonna just drain it from three. These teams are built in the same kind of way. And last time when they played, Tech covered the three and a half. I think this time Texas can cover the three and a half. Um, Tech also hasn't been the same team away from Lubbock as they have at home. They struggled at Kansas or at Kansas State early in the year, lost that game. They got smoked by Oklahoma, who is kind of falling off the bubble at this point. And um, they struggled at West Virginia in the game before that. They had two straight home games beating TCU and Baylor coming into this. And now you got to go on the road to Texas team. And Chris Beard is going to really want this game. I just think uh, Texas should be able to get it done. And I, I think three and a half, it, it's, it's a little bit more than I was hoping to lay, but I'll still lay it at Texas. I'm going to stay in the Big Ten. Northwestern heads to Minnesota. Minnesota off of a two-game road trip where they looked awful, back-to-back blowouts to Ohio State and Penn State, really just not looked right. Now they come back to the friendly confines of the barn, one of the better college basketball buildings in the Big Ten and and even the country, just a funky little arena, gets loud in there. Um, Northwestern off of a home game against Purdue where they just another kind of close loss. Um, now they got to go on the road to Minneapolis where it's freezing cold and on a Saturday afternoon in, in the middle of February, neither team really has that much to play for at this point. Northwestern had both teams had high expectations coming into big 10 play and the big 10 gauntlet has kind of reared its ugly head on both of them. Um, I think the market is a little bit down on Minnesota. Uh, they have good three point shooters. I mean, we've seen them play well at home. Um, and I think they match up really well with Northwestern, like Northwestern's Minnesota is most weak inside. Northwestern is not a strong interior team. Their best big man is Ryan Young. He's just kind of meh. Um, and then they'll try to spread the floor the rest of the way. And like, they're not very good at defending the perimeter and Minnesota has the three point shooters to get hot from the outside. Uh, Minnesota catching three and a half at home against Northwestern. Uh, it just feels like a really good spot for, for Minnesota to, to kind of pick up. Like there are very few games that they're probably looking at their schedule thinking like, we got a chance to win one um, coming down the stretch. And I think this is an opportunity. So I, I like Minnesota, small home dog. Okay. Uh, from one kind of stinky out of the uh, March Madness picture game to another, I'm going to go to the SEC and take Vanderbilt laying the three-and-a-half at home against Texas A&M. Uh, I really like this spot for Vanderbilt. Uh, they've been playing really good basketball lately. They have the back-to-back losses to Auburn and to Tennessee coming into this on the road. But before that, they beat LSU at home, beat Missouri at home. Missouri's been improved. They lost by seven against Kentucky. They've really just been a cover machine lately. And we've got Texas A&M, who was struggling for so long. They finally get that win at home against Castleton. And uh, people are kind of still back to it, looking at 16 and 10 A&M team. This team has fallen off completely. They're not that good. And uh, if I can lay three and a half with Vanderbilt, this is a team that I have really, like, I like what Stackhouse has been doing here. I like Scotty Pippen Jr. 
This team has been approved black hole as a uh, it's a different animal. Okay. Um, interesting. Uh, I will go to the SEC. Stay in the SEC with my stink bomb special. Oh uh, no! You stole you stole one from me. You already know where we're going. Frank and Martin. Frank Martin, incapable of submission. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love South Carolina plus four and a half today. They match up well with LSU. It's going to be a gross, ugly game. Both teams like to play the same style. They're going to rebound. They're going to force turnovers, uh, rely on athleticism. It's going to be a, an absolute stink fest. But, like, South Carolina just had a road win at Ole Miss, like, at the buzzer. They're coming back home. They've had so many of these opportunities to get a big win at home and to kind of get themselves back onto like, the NCAA tournament bubble. Um, and I think that they, they're completely live to win this thing. I might, I mean, look, I come on this podcast. But they say this every single time in a South Carolina game. I know we're not supposed to be interrupting, but every time you go, oh, I think they're completely live to win this game. I know. I, I mean, the, the spread's four and a half, so I hope they'd be live, but come on now. I, I uh, yeah, it, I know. I come on, I come on every week. I say the same goddamn thing, same spiel about South Carolina. Obviously, I'm higher on them than, than most people, but like it hasn't been, it hasn't been a bad thing. Like I'm not just periodically losing on on South Carolina the way I did on Butler all year long. Um, like I, there have been, there have been wins, there have been losses, and I think coming back home, it's a really good spot for them. LSU on on a three game win streak. I think they're kind of riding a little high at the moment. Um, and like I don't, like, I think this, is, holy shit, I think this is going to be a defensive struggle. Uh, it's going to be gross. It's going to be sloppy. It's going to be nasty. And I, I think that's just how Frank Martin, incapable of submission, likes it. So Frank Martin, putting my putting my money on him again on a on a Saturday. From one mediocre SEC coach to another, head down to Ainesville and uh, give me Mike White and this pretty ass Florida team in one of the track lines of the day. Auburn laying, is it three? Four, four and a half. Four and a half, all right. I'll take that against Florida in Gainesville. Uh, Auburn hasn't been the same team on the road. They've struggled in games outside. They have the loss to Arkansas. They barely beat Georgia. They've gotten two straight wins against AM and Vanderbilt at home, and now they travel to Florida. This is a must-win game for Florida after that loss to AM. They've got Castleton back. I think that matches up pretty well for them because Castleton versus um, Kessler is is pretty much a, um, a draw, which not a lot of teams should play over into a draw with, with that kind of big man. Uh, I think this is a game they have to get. And I, I, I haven't been that sold on. I think Auburn's really good, and Betting on Florida and Mike White is tough, but I think the Castleton Kessler kind of draw with the home court advantage can give Florida some opportunities here. And it's they're off two straight losses. This is a must-win game for them if they want to uh, sniff the NCAA tournament. You got to get this. They haven't been able to get any of these games at home all year. Uh, this is one you got to get. Okay, my fourth play. I am. Uh... I mean, I'm trying to figure out how stinky I want to go here, um, but I, I will I will go quite stinky. Um, I'm going to the Mountain West. 
I like Fresno State at home plus one and a half, plus two. Let me see what I can get it at. Um, against San Diego State. I think this is a really good spot for Fresno. Uh, I can get him plus two. Fresno State plus two at home against San Diego State. I think it's a really good spot for Fresno. Um, they're going to have the best player on the floor in Orlando Robinson. They gr- play great, great team defense. And I've watched a lot of San Diego State basketball this year. They are a team that can go through scoring lulls with the best of them. Um, when they're good, like they look great, but they rely a lot on one-on-one on fatty Matt, Matty Bradley Jr. going off. And I, I think that Fresno's team D can actually stifle them a little bit. Um, Fresno has had so many of these close calls against good teams where like, because the analytics love Fresno, so they've been. Yeah, they've been. They're they're they're, they're terrible against the spread. Yeah, the analytics love them. Like they are like one of the worst ATS teams in in the country because like spreads basically are analytics based, and Fresno's always laying points um, in games that like they really aren't. You just look; they're just not as good as the other team. But um, I think it's kind of come back a little bit at this point. Like it's finally a chance to buy on them. Um, like if you look at the analytics, I think they're they're probably like minus two and minus one and a half, minus one, minus two, like according to Bart and Kempom today. Um, and like Vegas is giving them a plus two. And I think they match up well. And San Diego State has a huge game next week against Boise um, coming up. Like it's a possible look ahead spot going to Fresno, gritty defense game, defensive game. And I think Fresno finally, I think they finally get their one against the top of the Mountain West. Um, Late, late tonight. So Fresno plus one and a half, plus two. Fresno plus two. Okay. Um, Going to head to Morgantown. Okay. And I'm going to take West Virginia plus four and a half. My mind is floating right now, so I'm just going off of what they were before. Um, Taj Sherman, the only scorer in West Virginia, is back. He had a very good game in the last uh, last. Was that Wednesday? Um, I forget. Five, plus five. Plus five, all right, even better. Uh, Kansas coming into town. These teams have been moving in opposite directions. West Virginia has kind of lost their way out of the bubble. Yep. With just how many, 14-11 now. Um, But the Big 12 is so good that if a team can start to get hot, they can make their way back onto the bubble, and you can start that with a win against Kansas at home in a rocking Coliseum. Kansas has just been playing great basketball recently. Um, they had the one loss at Texas, and they're getting smacked by Kentucky, but they have Iowa State win, Baylor win, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State win all in there. Um, now you go on the road to a slumping West Virginia team. I mean, let's say one, two, three. Lost nine of ten. Coming into this game with the only win at home against Iowa State, really they could have beat in Texas Tech when they were without Taz Sherman. They uh, they beat Iowa State when he comes back, then they get smacked at Oklahoma State, and then they uh, lose a tough one at Kansas State, who's fighting for that bubble spot. I think coming back, this is a Huggins College Basketball Hall of Fame finalist now. Um, I just think this is a game that West Virginia can get and should get, especially with the Ty Sherman going. Kansas is really good, don't get me wrong, but this is a really tough place to play, and five is a lot of points in the Morgantown. 
when they can actually score the ball again. Kansas is three and six in Morgantown um, since joining the big, since West Virginia joined the big 12. So I, I, I just a, a little tidbit to, to throw in there as well. All right. My last play Colin. Now I want you to tell me if, if I should go to a marquee game or should I go to my like actual play that I really, I mean, there, I have plays everywhere, but like, do you want me to take a marquee? I play? want you to give me your best play. Okay. This is super. This is, this is uh, I know like, I, I did a lot of marquee games, but it should be your, your favorite place. Right. I, I just don't do the other ones because I don't know as much on the other ones. So I, I don't I don't feel comfortable giving them out. But if you have a play that's a terrible, terrible thinking game that nobody's going to want to watch, but it's going to win. Bingo. People people want to bet. They're, they're not listening to us. They can go watch CBS or Dickie V if they want to just hear about the uh, the major games. They're listening to us because they want to win money. All right. I uh... – I will I will go to the ultimate stink fest. This is my favorite play of the day. It was my first click at open yesterday. I I saw this line and I couldn't get enough of it. I'm taking South Florida plus two and a half at home against Tulsa. <laughs> These are two of the absolute worst teams in the country. But People, for whatever reason, seem to be more attracted to betting Tulsa than South Florida. Probably because South Florida has like the absolute worst offense in America. It's so bad. Like it, they, they, I think they're dead last in three point shooting. Um, they are like, I mean, their offensive efficiency numbers are fucking atrocious. Like they are just so, so bad. So why do I want to bet on them? Because Tulsa is basically just as bad, especially on the road. Like Tulsa has like random good performances. They only happen at home. Like, and they're, they're traditionally one of the best home dog teams for whatever strange reason, like always play well as a home dog. Um, they only lost to Houston by two this year. Uh, I think they, they, there were a couple other like upsets that they had at home. Let me, let me pull it up. Cause I'm actually very curious about that. They, they smacked UCF at USF at home. Yep. Uh, they beat, Cincinnati at home right before they lost to UCF. Um, They beat Rhode Island and Oregon State. I don't know if those were both at home. No, those were. No, those were on a neutral, but they beat Southern Illinois at home. Um, Only lost to two, only lost by two to Houston. A couple, couple other like random ones. Like they, they just, they play better at home on the road. It has been a completely different story. They have not won a game on the road all season long. They are fucking terrible on the road. Um, They, their defense is horrific. They just try to force turnovers, but like, if you don't, if they don't force turnovers, they basically just let you score. They don't rebound. They don't do any. They literally do not do anything. Um, like, it, it's almost hard to hard to believe. Like, they're just. I, I can't even like really put into words. Like, they're just not like not coached. Um, South Florida, on the other hand, I mean, yeah, they're a really bad team. They guard. They can't score, but they guard. They they stick their noses in there. They play defense. They're going to want revenge. They lost to this team by 30 points on the road earlier this year, and they've been playing much better basketball of late. Um, they they beat Temple. They hung in there against, against Cincinnati. They've been playing a bunch of games like in a row because of COVID pauses, whatever. They play defense, and they're going to rebound, and, like, they can't score, but, like, they're going to be playing the worst defense on the road in America and like they might be able to get some decent looks. 
I'm in on South Florida. I think it stinks. I don't care. It's a horrible, horrible, it's a game between two horrible, horrible teams. And there's no reason whatsoever that South Florida should be getting points. I think that they win this game outright. I think they're, they got a lot more to play for um, just because it's a revenge spot. I mean, both these teams have nothing to play for at this point, but home court revenge spot. I, I just, I really like South Florida. Um, I think they match up well. Like they're going to go to the glass hard. They're going to defend. So, so yeah, it stinks, but I like South Florida. All right. All righty. So quick recap, quick recap, Colin, you've given out TCU plus 12 and a half, Texas minus three and a half, Vanderbilt minus three and a half, Florida plus four and a half and West Virginia plus five. Um, I've given out Michigan state plus one and a half, Minnesota plus three and a half, South Carolina plus four and a half, Fresno state plus two and South Florida plus two and a half. Um, Here's the thing. One of your plays, I have bet the other side. I know which one. Which one? You bet Texas A&M. I did. Yeah, I could tell by the reaction. <laughs> I did. I can't get. I can't get onto a planet where Vanderbilt's laying points in the SEC. Vanderbilt's good, man. Okay. I mean, we're, we're going to be on opposite sides. So we could cross that off because that's not going to be consensus. But. Um, no, I mean, I, I really like Vanderbilt in that spot. Okay, let's cross it off. <laughs> Do you want to debate? I mean, I can't. I mean, we, I, if you're already betting, like, we're not, I'm not going to be able to convince you to have this one of the top ten. I mean, we could talk about it a little bit. Uh, what, what's your thinking? My thinking is I think Texas A&M, well, my number is closer to a pick number one. Um, I understand Vanderbilt's been playing a little bit better recently, but I think Texas A&M is still – in a weird way, like kind of lingering on the outside of the bubble and they just need a hot stretch to end the season. I love Buzz Williams. I think he can coach circles around Jerry Stackhouse. They, they force turnovers. They've got really good guard play. I mean, I know Texas A&M turns the ball over quite a bit as well. But I mean, these teams are just mirror images of each other. Yeah, they're similar, but like, but I think Texas A&M is more like controlled chaos and Vandy is just like chaos. I think Buzz Williams is a better coach. I don't think they should be getting points. Um, that's really it. I mean, that's really it. I think Texas A&M, Vandy's been plenty of open looks. Like, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, I'm, I might just be a little low on Vanderbilt, but I think, I think A&M is just flat out better. And even factoring in home court, I think it should be closer to a pick. I'm, and I'm getting a full possession and a half. I just, I can't get there to lay point. Like, I, I don't, laying points with Vandy in conference is just a, that is has been a been a wagon recently. Um, I, I like the that both teams are both going to turn each other over. Um, Texas A and M should have an advantage on the glass, but offensively, but their defensive glass is terrible. Um, both these teams are really strong defenses. Vanderbilt's going to jack a lot more threes than A and M, which helps when you're at home. Um, and then I, I just look, I think both these teams are heading in opposite directions. Like AM falling apart. They finally got that win against Florida, but Florida sucks. So, and uh, Vanderbilt, you just kind of, this is a team that's just, they've been playing great basketball recently. And even though you don't look at their record, see it like they beat LSU. Missouri's been playing better. They lose against Tennessee, but cover. They lose against Oliver. I don't think they cover in that game, but still. We're just at odds. We're at odds. It's okay. It's okay. That's, that's, a, that's a lock fight is what that is. <laughs> yeah. 
TVT. Um, I, I like West Virginia. I just, I just want to throw that in there. Like that's, I think we can lock that up as a consensus play. I love the Mountaineers today. I think they're Kansas historically struggles against West Virginia, um, especially in Kansas. I mean, at West Virginia earlier this year, West Virginia went to Kansas. They were basically tied at halftime and then Kansas blew them out in the second half. Um, so I'm, I'm confident that West Virginia has the, the horses and the ability um, to play with them. And I mean, I think Huggy can coach. I think he's going to get the most out of this team. If you can't get them up for a home game against Kansas, then like he won't yeah. be able to get them up. And like, this is not, this is like, this Kansas team is not, I don't know what I'm, what I'm trying, but they're, they're good. They're really good. It's, it's not like a dominant team. I know you, I know what you mean. Cause there's like Gonzaga, I think is the only team right now that really scares me in games like this. Duke scares me in games that they're up for, but they, 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 they haven't been up for a lot of games. Like, like when Duke went to UNC, that's scary to me because Duke just was ready to go and the crowd doesn't face him. Kentucky is a little bit like that. They're scary when they get up, but Kansas just seems like a really good team. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, that's, that's exactly what I was trying to say. I mean, they're not like I'm. I, I don't feel any kind of remorse taking any team plus the points against Kelly. Like, I'm not afraid of it. Um, I think West Virginia. I mean, they have to have something to play for. So let's 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 throw that into the into the sheet. Um, that's um, our first consensus play. All right. Anything anything else that you really want to speak highly of, or anything that I have that you wanna that you wanna get to? Because the rest of your plays, I'm not like. I mean. A couple that I like ish, but I haven't I haven't gotten to the window on any of them. Um, let me look at so you've got Michigan State, right? Yep. Um, South Florida. Yep. Um, I threw I threw it threw it in the chat for you. The five that I've that I that I that I Minnesota, Fresno, South. Jesus. He's a stinky. You don't like him. I mean, this is a grind because I don't, I don't love any of your, some of yours too. We're going to have, we're going to be grinding to find five today. I guarantee. Okay. Um, let me think. I was looking at Michigan state, but it it, it scares me because of like, they lost to this team without Kofi and Michigan state at home. that's tough, but Illinois is also off of a getting snapped. Like I feel like they, they really want this game. Do you think that number's correct? Like, do you think Illinois should be laying points at Michigan State? I mean, they're not laying that much. They're one and a half. Still, I mean, they were when before the Kofi news, they were laying six and a half. So, like, at home. That came all the way down to one and a half at, with the Kofi, with Kofi out, and they still won, but didn't cover. They only won by one. Um, I mean, look if you don't if you don't, I understand the 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 fear to fade Illinois off of you know the ass kicking they just took on Wednesday night, but I mean, I mean Michigan State's also been getting their ass handed to them. Yeah, three or four. And Izzo's a savage, dude. I've Michigan state when they like the way I look at it, Colin, is I I looked at this from a, I mean, I think the spot 
kind of a, I mean, I think it's harder. It's easier for Michigan state. This is what I'm trying to say. It's easier for Michigan state coming back home to pick up their energy than it is for Illinois staying on the road. That's number one. Then I looked at it from a matchup perspective. Michigan state has been plagued a little bit this season by turnovers. That doesn't worry me against Illinois. Illinois doesn't force turnovers. Um, Illinois is so dominant because Kofi is a guy who commands a double team. Michigan State's not going to double team him because Marcus Bingham is one of the best post defenders in the Big Ten. And after Marcus Bingham, they've got three other bigs that they can throw at him. Julius Marble, Matty Sissoko. Like, there are, there's a lot of size that can contain Kofi Coburn. And if you're not doubling down on Kofi, then the three-point shooters, Plummer, Frazier, Grandison, like, they're not going to get great looks. And Michigan State, one of the best perimeter defensive teams in the country. Teams shoot just 30% from three against him. Um, so I like Michigan. I mean, I just... I like Michigan State. I mean that. I'll, I'll, I'll get that. that. That was that was a good good spiel there. I'll, I'll buy. It. I hope it's something burning me, but uh, let's do it. So what do we got? We got two plays right now. We're in. We're in on two. West Virginia plus five and Michigan State plus one and a half. And now, now we get a. Uh, so we have the Vanderbilt play is out. Yep. Um, Dude, I. I I, I see so I see the appeal of Florida. I see and I I have been a I've been a Mike White staunch staunch Mike White supporter like almost to a fault. I have bet on that guy time and time again but this Florida team is weak. They are mentally weak. I don't think Colin Castleton will have a good game cuz Walker Kessler is better than Colin Castleton. I think Florida will turn the ball over like crazy cuz that's what they do and Auburn forces turnovers. I am deathly afraid of florida just showing up laying a stinker in front of their actual like in front of their crowd i also yeah like what always seems to happen when florida has a big game like i just i don't think this is a very good florida team i mean i could be wrong i don't i mean i don't know i think the number is pretty accurate like i might just be down on florida after watching how watching them play so poorly i mean they they shoot threes not well, like they're a bad three-point shooting team. They turn it over, like they guard, but I don't know, I don't know how. I, 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 usually, like that's such a spot for me. I, I would traditionally love to take the home dog. Like I would love to be on Florida, like stinky line, everybody and their mothers on Auburn. Like it's it's a traditional, like it's a traditional spot that I love. And I think the fact that I'm I'm hesitant about it really like speaks to Ah, fuck it. I mean, we're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to pick up five anyway. Like it is a traditional. It's everybody's on Auburn, man. It, it, it's the stinkiest line of the day. I know. This and this and West Virginia might be the two stinkiest lines of the day. Uh, look, I hate Mike White as much as the next guy. I've never been a Mike White fan, but I I, I think. They've been playing a little bit better basketball lately. They've lost two games in a row. They need this game. They do. They need this game more than anything. And they haven't played since Tuesday. They've just been resting. Auburn off two wins. People kind of forgot about the Arkansas loss at home. And I I think... Even if Kessler doesn't have a great game, the fact that he can even match up with Kessler gives something that Auburn rarely faces, and I think that's going to be difficult for them. 
if you can hit some shots here at home, right? They're going to be shooting a lot of threes. Auburn, Auburn defends the rim. Dude, Florida is two and four under Mike White as a home dog. Not that that means anything, but like two and four, they've only had six games as home dogs. Yeah, since 2015. That's wild. All right, let's do it. Um, that's fine. I mean, we're gonna have to come up with five. We're gonna have to come up with five. So I, 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 I will. I mean, look. Florida can't shoot the three, right? You you know that. Uh-huh. 323rd in three-point percentage. Yeah. They, they are up. 14. I know. In, in the amount of threes they take. I know. They chuck them up. They chuck up. It's yeah. a brute fest. But if you're going to beat Auburn, you can't score against Auburn at the rim. because right. So hope, let's hope the luck they, they fall in tonight, and we're going to be fine. See, that's that's exactly the problem. Like that's how you beat how you beat Auburn though is is you take that tiny ass guard off the dribble and then you you go into Kessler and you kick it back out for three because you're not scoring against Kessler at the rack. Yes, but they are not a good three point shooting team. But that's they love to take them. They love to take them in their home. Let me see. see positive regression. Let, let me see something. Let me see. And something. It, it's not like Auburn's got a good three-point defense and they're good defense overall, but the whole defense stems around Kessler at the rack. Florida's three-point shooting percentage in home games only is uh, only slightly better. 31% as a team at home. Look, we're here. We're, we're playing it. We're playing it. It's on the consensus sheet because I find it it's going to be very – because I – Come on, you're, you're going to play this game. You know you're going to play this game. Also, look at Auburn. What Auburn likes to do, they, they, they want to get it inside. Florida's got a great three-point defense, and when you go inside against Castleton, that's like, it's not easy. It's not easy picking, especially for that. Who's that tiny-ass guard they got? Uh, what's his name? Wendell. Katie Johnson. Katie Johnson's another one. They've got a couple. Yeah. They're going to struggle to score against a, a big guy like Castleton. All right, look, it's fine. We we, we, we can't keep debating it. I mean, we're, we're, we got to find a way to get five. This is a, a spot that I would traditionally bet. I, I just don't love it. I think part of the reason I don't love it might be my own internal bubble biases as well. Like, I'll, I'll happily acknowledge that. Um, I don't want Florida creeping up to the bubble because they just had a monster win over Auburn. Like, this is fun. This is supposed to be fun. Fun for me is Rutgers going to the dance. Rutgers, it's harder for Rutgers to go to the dance if Florida wins this game. Is that? I mean, that's also fair. I can acknowledge. Yeah. I'm not saying that that is the sole reason why I'm not playing it, but I think that is definitely part of why I'm not in love with it. Um, all right, it's fine. It's on our card. Florida plus four and a half. Um, okay, let's go. I do not like anything else that you have put on on your sheet. I can't. I, I think Texas Tech might destroy Texas today. No, no, it's not gonna happen. I know, but it feels. We, like we just picked one of mine. Let's let's go to let's go to yours. All right. Let, let's get let's get another one. We've got right. two of mine. Let's right. get a second. All right. All right. Go ahead. Tell me what you like. You see the five. There are a lot of bad teams, which just makes me feel even better about it. I know you hate betting South Carolina, so we can cross that one off. You're not betting. South Carolina. I don't know. I don't know. We, we've, we've got a consensus play on South Carolina. That's hit before. We have. Oh man. 
Look, I know you don't want to. I, I understand but, South. Uh, Carolina. I, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. You speak. I'll shut up. Let's take South Florida. Oh God! All right, that's a lot of faith in my stinky, in my in my poopy stink. I mean, they got smacked by him before at home. Yep. They played good defense. They were able to beat Temple recently. I think they've been improving a little bit. They right? As about this is a third straight game at home, and they haven't had a single win in that stretch. Yep. You kind of need. You need that win. I mean, Tulsa's going to be rested. But this is their second straight road game. They played at UCF on Monday. They're going back to at South Florida today. I think it's tough to, to be able to get this win if you're if you're Tulsa. And I don't know. It's going to be an empty crowd. So maybe they'll shoot worse because of that. Um, I believe it. What are they? This is a short home dog with two teams. Like, I, there's not a massive difference between Tulsa and South Florida's teams. Well, the difference is one team guards and the other doesn't. And the home team. This is a home team. This is a Santoop special, man. Home team, better defense, getting points. I love those are my. I mean, home team, better defense, getting points. Home team, better defense, getting points. Enough said. Don't need to. No, you, it doesn't need to be – there doesn't need to be any more handicapping done than that. Home team, better defense, getting points. I love that. Look at South Florida's offense. They dead last in effective field goal cult percentage. Yep. You smell that? You smell that stink? It's disgusting. Yeah, they are dead last in effective field goal percentage. Terrible. They can't score for shit. Watching them play is, is, is one of the toughest things. I'm not going to watch a second of this game. I'm going to play to the prey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to watch them just fire a brick after brick. They guard. They, guard. They, stick, they stick their nose in there and they play defense. All right. South Florida plus two and a half. So we're four, we're four deep. We need to get to one more. Okay. I do not see the same thing with TCU and Baylor that you do. I, I love Jamie Dixon. That is outrageous. Baylor off of a loss. It is outrageous to, to bet on, to just bet against Baylor. I mean, they, they could win this game by 25 points without, without a second thought. Like, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to be on that game, but I, I understand the, the hesitancy to bet against Baylor after a loss. Like, I, I get it. Okay, do you want to – All right, I, I like the Texas one better than that, so we can – That's fine. It's, we can get rid of that, okay. Channel in on it. Minnesota, South Carolina. Here's, here's my here, – so I know what you – here, this is what I want to say about the Texas-Texas Tech game. I know you mentioned that Texas is going to be – you know, Chris Beard really wants the game, um, especially after what happened in Lubbock a couple weeks ago. Here's the thing. Chris Beard isn't playing. He's just coaching. And I don't, I don't think it means the same to his. Yeah, I, Go ahead. I think it does because I think because they saw that atmosphere and they saw how badly they wanted it. And then they got smacked and you saw them like doing the swag and surf and the, 
I think that if that doesn't fire you up, you're not competitive. Right. You know, let me give you a counterpoint though. Counterpoint. Chris Beard left those guys at Texas. He left Marcus Silva. He left Terrence Shannon. He left Kevin McCuller. He left Mark Adams. He said, fuck you. I'm going to Texas. And now they have a chance to go into Texas and beat his ass. They have to be so motivated to do that. Like I, there's this, this, I mean, I've been, I mean, I've been reading, I've been following handy. Like a lot of people think like a oh, great spot for Texas, like bounce back after what happened to Calusa. The public is probably all over Texas tech. Cause everybody loves Texas tech. They've been a darling this year, but like, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to bet it Colin, because like, like I think my numbers like Texas minus two, like I don't think I'm betting the game, but this idea that like Texas has a complete motivational edge and like Chris Beard really wanted for Chris. Beard, fuck that. Like Texas tech wants to beat him so bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a massive. I I, I don't think there's a motivational edge on either side. Though. That's what that's what I'm thinking. Like, right, and then who's better? I mean, I think at home Texas is better. Okay, are they three and a half points better? I'm gonna cover that. They're not. They're new teams to score. Right, which means plus the points. Give me that. No, not at home. Okay, so that's that is my hesitancy. Now, is there something? Go, go look at the rest of my my other three plays. That I don't think have. I mean, you you clearly the same South Carolina is nasty. Man. You don't like it? it? It's nasty. I like South. I like you know. I've been on South Carolina before. I've even allowed them to be a consensus play, and they 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 did us well. You know, not really to their own doing, just because Kentucky decided to show some mercy. And not dunk it. But I mean they played pretty well in that game. I don't think they're that good. And I don't think LSU is that good. But the matchup is bad here. Like is it though? I mean our both teams are gonna defend. That's they both defend at a really high level and they they're both the same, they're the same team, except LSU is better. But LSU is better, yeah, and everything. Yeah. Um they're both going to turn the ball over a lot, but South Carolina turns the ball over more, and LSU is better at turning them over. Yep. Like I think the 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 boat on fading LSU is kind of missed a little bit, right? They had those three straight losses, and it was six to seven. Right. Now they finally get three wins in a row. Barely though. Couldn't even cover against Mississippi State. Um, now you go on the road, and it's only four and a half. That's my issue. This line is so low. Like, exactly. But I don't even think that's it's that low. It's low because everybody's low on LSU now. No, I think it's low. I mean, let's see what the public is doing in this game. I'm sure it's it's everything's coming in on LSU. Nobody wants to bet South Carolina against LSU. Let's see. 70, 65%, 72% of the tickets, 65% of the cash on LSU. Go to the Action Network. Let's see what they, let's see what the public is, is doing here. Let's see, hang on, hang in there. I mean, nobody wants to bet on, on poor old, poor old Frank Martin, but he's incapable of submission. <laughs> Let me see. So, what time is that game? Um, 3.30. All right, hang on. 
Um, okay. 67% of the bets on LSU. <laughs> Put in the Action Network. <sighs> Look, I, I, know, I know you're afraid of betting South Carolina. I might be too high on, on the Gamecocks. I understand that. Um, my number's two and a half. Okay, let's go to the other ones. Minnesota, Northwestern. Yeah, let's do it. You got a pretty big cast tickets disparity here. Uh, in a good way or no? Very bad way. You're, you're, you're public. That's okay. 82% of the cast is on Northwestern, 59% of the tickets. That's fine. That doesn't bother me. One day. Why not? Because I think Minnesota wins the damn game. Okay. Why? Well, I, I, I said, like, I, I think that Minnesota is weakest inside. They don't defend the two-point shot well. Like, look, if you pull up their, their Kempom or their analytics or their BART, whatever you want to look at, they are one of the worst teams in the country, one of the worst teams in the Big Ten, maybe even the worst team in the Big Ten um, at interior defense. They suck defending the paint. Northwestern is one of the like three teams, Colin, in the Big Ten that won't expose you for that. Like they don't score inside. Um, they are 250th in the country in two-point shooting percentage. That's really bad. So like that's Minnesota's weakness. Northwestern's not going to exploit that. Now on the flip side, where is Northwestern weak? Northwestern doesn't defend the perimeter. They really never have under Chris Collins. They're, you know, Northwestern. They're kind of slow. They're not super athletic. Like and Minnesota for – all of their, you know, ups and downs this year, they are not a bad three-point shooting team. Peyton Willis is a great three-point shooter. Jamison Battle is a really good three-point shooter. They've got options from the perimeter. And now they're at home shooting on friendly, familiar rims for the first time in a week. Um, look, there have been people who have bet Minnesota in way stinkier spots. At Wisconsin, um, like at Ohio State, at at Michigan state, like they have covered in some really wonky, wonky games, but at home, like they've been pretty good, pretty solid. They were in there. They were in the game against Purdue for a while. They obviously beat Rutgers without some of their key players. Um, they beat Penn state at home. Like they've been pretty good. And like the fact that they're getting a full possession with no injury issues against a team that I think they match up really well with, like sign me up. Uh, I like the matchup enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Here we the go. Manchester home team getting the points. I understand why the uh, Sharks would be on Northwestern. They got better analytics. They've been playing better. This is a game they need to win. Uh, yeah, matchups matchups good enough for me in Minnesota, and I don't want to bet on Fresno. Um, I think their analytics are still a little bit a uh, little bit wonky. Yep. And I don't think I'm going to be able to convince you to get there on uh, Texas. So. Let's, let's lock this one in, give you the, the three this week, and uh, hopefully hopefully that'll be good. That might be a, it might be a bad sign, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. So nine and five on the season, our plays today, West Virginia plus five at home against Kansas, Michigan State plus one and a half at home against Illinois, Florida plus four and a half at home against Auburn, South Florida plus two and a half at home against Tulsa, and Minnesota plus three and a half at home against Northwestern. Five home dogs. Five home dogs. I love that. I'd rather bet a home dog than anything else any day of, any day of the week. I love betting home dogs. All right, that's our that's our that's our little card for Saturday. 
All right, Colin, anything else to add? Anything else you want to talk, touch on before we, we, we call it quits mm -hmm. today? I mean, what else do we got? Tennessee, Arkansas, we didn't touch on that at all. Yeah, that's a big game. Um, Arkansas minus two. What do, you, what do you think? Feels like a great spot for Arkansas, but I think everybody and their mother is on Arkansas. 64, 70, okay, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to – the place is going to be electric. And I don't think Tennessee – I might actually end up betting on Arkansas. They are a team I like to bet. Let me look at the uh, – Tennessee coming off that big win against Kentucky at home. Now you got to go to Fayetteville. Yep. I mean, the problem here, I guess, would just be that Tennessee is going to shoot the three a little bit, like a decent amount. Arkansas doesn't really defend three that well. Uh, and then Arkansas needs to go inside, and Tennessee's pretty pretty solid inside. Like they've they've got they've got some big guys. Uh, that's why they were able to compete with. Um, Kentucky, right? Mm -hmm. Got John Fullerton, uh, Olivier, Oliver, and I don't even know. Com was Com was out, but yeah, Plavich. Um, they've got they've got a, they've got a, a bunch of bigs. Yeah, it does, it does seem a little bit square to be on Arkansas here. Yeah, I can't. I, can, I can't see myself betting on like what is Tennessee? What has Tennessee done on the road? in this type of environment and that win. I mean, they won at Mississippi State, but it's not really the same thing. No, that's not the same environment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the lean for sure is Arkansas, but um, I, I haven't gotten there. And I think yeah, – think the matchup is a little bit scary. What would you say? The matchup is a little bit scary. Yeah, and the fact that everybody wants to bet Arkansas. Like, I don't think – I don't think Arkansas is sneaking up on people the way we, we were kind of on to Arkansas – going pretty sneak getting sneaky and i think i don't think they're sneaking up on anybody now no they're not sneaky anymore <laughs> everybody knows they're good yeah um another big game xavier yukon yukon minus six and a half against xavier you're a big yukon guy um feels kind of like a big number uh but i don't i don't have a play yeah i mean it's large but xavier's been falling off i mean we took them plus eight st john's plus eight and a half i think they've reverse covered that yeah um, they haven't been that good as of late, but um, like that's a lot of points to lay with UConn. Yeah, I mean they, could, they they very well could blow them out. Like I'm not. Gonna yeah, they could. They, they definitely could. But it, it's I, I don't want to I don't want to lay the points with UConn, and I don't want to take the points in Savior because I think it could go. It could go either way. If it was lower number, maybe I could get there with UConn, but it'd have to be really massive for me to even want to bet Xavier here. Um, Ohio State minus five and a half at home against Iowa is another really good game. Um, I wanted to bet Ohio State. I couldn't pull myself to do it. I know it's square, but like Iowa's, Iowa's been a team that has completely underperformed their analytics rankings all season long. And I, I just, it feels low, 
because like Iowa's not that good and Ohio State matches up well, but I can't, I can't bet that. Um, and then there are a couple of interesting ones late night too. Oregon at Arizona is an intriguing game. Um, Oregon catching 13 at Arizona. I'm not even sure that's enough. Like Oregon has been kind of woeful and Arizona could just blow the doors off of them. And then BYU St. Mary's, the nightcap. That's a really good game in the WCC. Yeah. BYU plus six, but their starting center is questionable. And I can't bet that without knowing about Fusini's Traore. What else is there? Else? Oklahoma at Iowa State. Uh, no, I didn't really have anything on I, that. I think I'm going to lay the points with Iowa State, the small number. Okay. Oklahoma's and, best player, best player, Elijah Harkless, best defender, um, best slasher, kind of the heart and soul of the team. He's out for the year. Um, Iowa State was beating Oklahoma at Oklahoma like a month ago. Oklahoma finished the game on like a 13-0 run to cover. Um, this might also – that also might be another one of me just like trying to protect Rutgers on the bubble. That's why I like Iowa State, and I don't want Oklahoma to get wins. But I think Iowa State's better defensively. I think they'll be able to force turnovers at home, tough place to play. Um, so I like Iowa State minus a small number. Be wake, massive game in the ACC. Yep. Um, Wake ran five and a half. I think that's about about right. It's NC State or Wake Forest off two back-to-back losses against Miami and Duke. Kind of need this game for that. If you're, if you're Wake, it's going to be really tough. I think I think Notre Dame's better than Wake, but I just the spot is is a hundred percent there for Wake. Yep. What's um, the, what is the public doing in that game? Most well, I feel like it might be a Notre Dame public. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's, it's, it, I, it, I think this is a good spot for Wake, but yeah, yeah 69% of the cash, 63% of the tickets, MD. Yeah, nothing for me there. What do you think about uh, Miami? Miami laying a small number against Virginia? That's a tough, that's a really tough game. Those are two kind of bowl teams. Uh, Miami on the safer side, especially after getting that win against Wake, but. Uh, UVA is kind of out there. They need they need wins like this, especially after losing to Tech. I mean, there's a lot of this is probably the best Saturday the ACC's had in a, in a while. Yeah, full slate. Yeah, you think Florida uh, State. Florida State could sneak sneak up on Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe them. Yeah. Yeah, I think Duke's probably gonna blow them out. Um, yeah. Anything else? Alabama, Alabama, Kentucky. Alabama plus seven at Kentucky. I don't want to touch that game. I kind of feel like I have to bet Bama. Really? I mean, I laid points with them like a week and a half ago. You know what I mean? Like I laid points at Alabama against Kentucky a week and a half ago. Like is Ty Ty Washington playing for Kentucky? Like that's a, that's a huge one. If he's not playing, then like, Yeah, I don't know. Did you look at Kansas State, Oklahoma State at all? Not really. I think it's kind of square, but I I, I like Kansas State. Yeah. Yeah. What is the number five and a half? Yeah. Didn't did have they played each other already this year? They did. Kansas State won by three. Yeah. They just played each other recently. 
Exactly square with 76, 77 uh, the cash and tickets on Kansas State. But I mean, I, what does the matchup look like? Look at Oklahoma State's really good defensively. They're really good on the glass. That's where Kansas State struggles. Um, Kansas State will try to shoot the three. I don't think Oklahoma State's perimeter defense is like all that great. Um, Oklahoma State forces turnovers. K-State doesn't really turn the ball over. K-State needs the win. Here's the problem. Here, this is the problem. Oklahoma State can only score in two, right, because they just get those offensive rebounds. Kansas State's fell in front of glass, yep. 205th in offense, defending against offensive rebounds. And they're great defending the three, but bad inside, 225th. And Oklahoma State obviously can't shoot a three, but they're 162 inside. They got a big edge inside. Yeah. That's a big problem. And it's at home. Okay. Yeah, I can't back in. Stay here. All right. Anything else before we wrap this thing up and, and get it get it going, get it posted? There's one more game. Oh, yeah. Um, UNC, Virginia Tech. Nothing from me. Yeah. No, I mean, I want to take UNC, but, like, I don't want them to have a quad one win. <laughs> um, I want to take UNC, but, like, it's just not – I mean, Virginia Tech needs the game badly. It's a really good home court environment. Yeah, both teams need it. So, I'm not – I'm really not in love with it, no. I just think it should be a good game. What is your – But, I, I mean, Virginia Tech could light them up from three. Absolutely could. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. All right. One more time. Our consensus play is West Virginia plus five against Kansas. Michigan State plus one and a half against Illinois. Florida plus four and a half against Auburn. South Florida plus two and a half against Tulsa. And Minnesota plus three and a half against Northwestern. Major, major Saturday incoming. Hopefully uh, we come out come out profitable. Thank you everybody for listening to the Hook and Ladder podcast. Colin, peace out. See you.